0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one Barry Burton and one Jill Sandwich talk about video games. My name is Newman. And I am the Jill Sandwich. My name is Yusuf. (laughs) Hello, Yusuf. How are you? I'm good. I'm quite well. How are you? I'm good. Um, But we should say (laughs) that today
1: we're talking about Resident Evil
0: 4. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, uh, when they still said the, the title in it. Looks like they're going away from the numbers the next ones they're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But yeah. um, we'll get into news. We'll get into everything like that. But if you remember, we left the listeners on a bit of a cliffhanger
1: there last week. Ooh, is it about whether or not you've got COVID?
0: Exactly, so... Now, listeners... <laughs> We left you off last week with the question, does Newman have COVID-19? Your options were A, yes, B, no, C, maybe, D, perhaps with time. Now, a couple of people got in contact and they've unanimously gone with, with, yes so is that your final answer listeners okay so you said yes which was A I can tell you it's not C maybe it's not D perhaps with time it's between yes and no the answer we'll find out after the break
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: is your job getting you down I can't take this are the kids driving you up the wall <laughs> did someone just steal your parking space <laughs> then tune in To the press the action button podcast and let all of your tensions just disappear. Yeah. And remember, for relaxing times, make it press the action button times. Yeah. And we're back. So, it was between A and B, yes and no. (laughs) And you said, yes. Listeners, Newman did not have COVID-19. I'm so sorry, so sorry. So, no.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm not surprised this is what happens when you're given a platform of any form. (laughs) um i'm just surprised <laughs> i'm surprised it's taking you this long to do that to record your own little mini skit i
0: had a lot of time this week what can i say <laughs> so uh, <laughs> no i was uh, i'm covid free people thank god so you know my voice is still not 100 percent, but i'm nearly there
1: i'm nearly there well but, good news uh, good news anyway that you don't have it thank god mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah so what have you been doing playing any games I have been playing, actually I was just back, I went to Central for the first time in ages. Uh, What's Central?
0: Sorry, yeah, you said this morning, I was like, what?
1: Uh, sorry, Central uh, London. Ah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. The equivalent of saying I went to town, if you're... Oh, yeah. So I went in um, to get a flu jab. Ah, okay. And I don't know if you can see my uh, plaster. Oh, <laughs> that's a, a blue plaster. It's a Paw Patrol plaster that the pharmacist <laughs> gave me. Um, Very nice. Yeah, so we went in, we had to get it. We had to get it, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a fine kind of thing. But we I also went to CEX and ah. traded in my Absley Resident Evil tree. Good. And I yeah. got a uh, Kingdom Hearts tree. Ah, yeah. uh, was it? You get the same money or? Uh... So they gave me eighteen pound credit for the for uh resident evil tree and kingdom hearts tree cost uh 10 pound so i made money. okay great well yeah. brilliant yeah i'm quite happy with that um yeah. and i was standing in the shop then and i was just looking around the other ones and i was like okay well there's kingdom hearts no wait that's 2.8 and oh i hate
0: all that stuff for kingdom hearts
1: i was like okay well here it is again it's like no that's one in 1.5 i was like what's what? the story of this shit yeah seriously I, I, I do not know. I don't know the storylines of them. Like, I, it's just, it's so confusing and it's across so many different uh, titles. And apparently they are all, like, canonical. But uh, I just, I they're really good fun. I just really enjoy playing them. So um, yeah, yeah. it's not too necessary to have a very deep idea. If not, I'll watch a Catch a yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: I think I'll play three as well um, at some stage. Well, yeah, I the time. It's supposed to be good, so I'll give it a go for that.
1: Um, Aside from that, I've been playing... I finished Mario 64.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good fun.
1: Has yours arrived yet?
0: Yeah, I have something to say to you about that. Right. Uh, So I got it, yeah, and uh, I started playing Mario 64. Like, I don't know, is it me? Like, because I play this game a lot on, on the N64. Yeah. Um, but it was given like it was like it was skipping frames, and it was like it gave me a headache after a while. I was like, and I just stopped playing it. And I don't know, like I could tell that it was emulated in a weird way. You know, like I could tell. It uh, you're, Yeah, you're make, you're Look, you're making an unbelievable face <laughs> yeah. at me now, and I and I'm saying that the lag time is is not much, but definitely it's much. I can control them much easier on the N64.
1: Yeah, I'd say that, but like, I think also that probably is just that the input, like the information it's getting from an N64 controller is so different to what's coming from a switch controller. Like it looks the same. It looks like it's a joystick where, you know, you rotate it around, but like that tech has come a long way in that time. So that might be it. I, I, listen, if there's any listeners who play
0: Mario 64 on the N64, if you could tell us if you had the same kind of reaction. I mean, I didn't. I thought it was a great idea. I mean, I really wanted to play it. I bought it. Mm. So, you know, but it just se- seemed that when it was... It, I don't know. It just really did feel different to me. It really did. And, I, and, like, I have no reason to go out of my way to say that. You know what I mean? So I just think it's a natural cynic in you at anything. You. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I was the one who was saying... Let, i'm gonna try this out i can't wait to play it in hd but it seriously it gave me it gave me a bit of a headache i don't know maybe i'm used to seeing the bad graphics and my brain just wasn't adjusting <laughs> it was like having a what 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 do they call it a, a reaction to do uh, hd graphics on it but
1: um I don't know. felt slower felt slower did feel well, slower to me give it a go again and see what the story is uh, i mean there is possible that it there are differences to it i don't know um so, was that only the one time you played it, or have you tried it a couple of times? No, I played it one time, and that was it. All right, we'll yeah. give give it a go again. So, aside from that, so I finished that, and so now I've just started uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Um, oh, yeah. A game which I never played. I, I had a little jump around once on somebody else's file, but I never actually got to do it myself. So, that's mm-hmm. a very different. I'm wondering what, like, you know, if this is a more accurate experience of playing a game where I'm actually trying to figure stuff out for the first time and I don't know where to go or. How to get around mm. things in the same kind of way, and maybe it's going to be a truer review of it, or a look back on it and see how it works. For one, it already plays much better. Um, as in, it's just it's, then, then sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As in, it's just it's the the controls are less sensitive. The camera works better. It's it's more what you would expect. It's more what you've become used to. So right, right. Um, I'm surprised at how good it looks. Really, like I mean, the water for a GameCube game it's quite good. Mm.
0: And well I, I from what I heard that I I know the first game sixty four is definitely emulation, but I think I don't know it's Sunshine or Galaxy that there it's it it's not confirmed that it's emulation. So, you know I don't it'll know be why it looks better. I I'll
1: see I mean, I'll see. I don't know. Um what else was I gonna say? Actually, I want to ask you, how were you um did you have you continued playing Metal Gear Solid Four?
0: No, I've been playing a game called Arslan Warriors of Legend, which yeah, is right based on the japanese anime but made by koi Tecmo and it's basically like a dynasty warriors kind of clone it's very good i'm enjoying it very
1: good. well it's
0: not very good it's good
1: it's done it's exactly the type of game that a dynasty <laughs> no
0: no 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 dinosaurs is better dinosaurs is far better but it's it's you know i can not and actually you know i've been looking it up because there were some rumors that dynasty Warrior 10 was going to come out this year, because um, I didn't get nine, because there was a huge amount of criticism from the fan base. They have a very loyal fan base, Dynasty Warriors, very strong fan base, and it was they made it open world apparently. And I think I can't remember why I didn't pick right. it up, but I think that was why. Um, and eight, I have eight is excellent. So I, I can't wait to to play the next one.
1: But, it does. It gets a difficult thing sometimes when you you're doing the same kind of thing again and again. It's at what point do people get bored of it? At what point? are you just going away from what the, you know, the uh, player wants? If they're like, I bought mm-hmm. this game because I thought it was going to be this and you make it a different kind of game and stuff like that. And also sometimes video games will do, like I remember there was a big story with I think it was a Breath of Fire game where they went and they made another one and basically it was going to be a new game altogether. Mm-hmm. I think it was Breath of Fire 5 um, and then they realized it wasn't going to do well and they already sunk money into it so they just slapped the Breath of Fire name onto it. And then people bought it and they're just like, this is not the same. The last four games were all around the same kind of story with the characters with the same name and stuff like that. Um, Mm. And then this other one was just like completely different. Um, And it's it's just. Go on, sorry. And it just seems like uh, they do this where they're looking at it and they're thinking, shite, this isn't selling well. No one, like, Mm. this is not going to do well on its own if we put it out there. So, one way we can guarantee a bit of interest is we stick the name on it and then kind mm. of get people who are going to buy it regardless of a review because they'll go, I played the last four. And they were brilliant. And I love them. And I've always loved yeah. them. I'm sure are people who don't even know, but they just see it in a shop and they think I know what to expect from this and they get it. And it's not that. So it's a, yeah. it a tricky thing sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of reminds me, I do when you were saying that it reminded me of Alundra. Do you remember like the first Alundra was like kind of dark and like, you know, mature and had like really weird themes um, well, mature th- themes like you know and then the second one was like pirates on it a, on a, you know and it was just it was completely different game and I was like oh no what have they done
1: yeah I think weirdly with that as well I think that was the first one was you have the ability to go into dreams and you help people like overcome their kind of mental struggle, struggles and I think there's some things about being possessed as well or whatever in it mm. um, and a kind of old school Legend of Zelda kind of fighting style and then the second one, I remember I got it and you were a sky, a sky pirate. A of yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that actually was the same people. I think they just went for a different type of game. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. positive about that. Um, so what, have you been playing anything else then?
0: No, no, that's it really. Yeah, Arslan and Mario 64.
1: Right, yeah. well then, should we get into some news? Because I've got some big news. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me.
0: Now, before you get into news, yeah. I want to say a couple of things. I was wrong. <laughs> well, I was a bit hasty last week because I was sick, first of all, and I was probably in bad mood anyway, but yeah. I did watch some other the reveal and I was definitely more excited this time around. I talked the spot.
1: PlayStation mm. 5, was it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and Xbox as well. Um, I thought the I thought the um the Spider Man looked really amazing. Yeah. Um I thought Final Fantasy looked like it was almost like a souls game. You know, like I with your one person battling against these, you know. I thought, you know, it looked really good. There's yeah. another game that I looked up called um Death Loop that looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I mean I I I, I Kind of the excitement has gone to me now, you know. But the other thing I was disappointed with as well, and I'm sure you're going to get into some of this news, I won't go into it now, but that, uh, you know, they're not going to have Halo for the release of uh, the Xbox. It's been delayed a couple of months, which is a big, big hit.
1: It seems like um, Sony are also doing a similar enough thing where some of the new games that are coming out, they're also going to be like, some of them are going to be available on the PlayStation 4 as well, even if it's going to be coming out in like a year or two or something. And people mm-hmm. are kind of going, I'm getting this console, people are like pre-ordering it and they're getting it quick and early to get to play the games. And if people are kind of going, why did I get it? Why did I pre-order it and stuff like that? If, you know, you're not going to have a new game on it for a while. And when you do some of these like big exclusives aren't actually exclusives, so.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is that you might get it also as a cross title on um, the PlayStation 4 still.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, you you have to weigh that up and say, do I really need a five now or, you know?
1: Which I yeah. I think, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. And it was kind of getting a bit wound up about it. And I'll get into it in in a second. But I think, actually, in the long run, myself and gamers, you know, need to just relax a little bit sometimes and just think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, games are really good and gaming is fun and it's a hobby and it's great. And, you know, um, if more people can play more of a game, that's a good thing. You know, instead of, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we get we get roped into it. And I did the same thing, which was when the big news came out earlier on this week that Microsoft buys the studio that owns Bethesda for $7.5 yeah. billion.
0: I've seen that. It was like the second biggest acquisition in gaming history.
1: It is insane. It is this big. Yeah, this changes everything.
0: And I was thinking about this, like, this would actually make me think about going Xbox because... You look at the platforms Bethesda has and and I think there's also the question of whether it's going to be a like if Microsoft will be, will be able to say, no, you're only releasing this. But, you know, you've got Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom.
1: You yeah. know,
0: I mean, it's a lot
1: of good games. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's not going to be the super locked out title. So there was two games that were made by kind of uh, Bethesda Studios or whatever. One of them is going to be Ghostwire Tokyo, um, hmm. which is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. So even though there are games which like they're, they're, they're going to be under this umbrella term of uh, umbrella company of Microsoft. Now there's still games that they had already kind of made these agreements with that are still going to be PlayStation exclusives, which is mad. So even though the top bosses are Microsoft, those games will not be or at least at least timed exclusives um okay but this is but
0: those are historic deals right before microsoft bought them uh,
1: yeah but like the thing is i cannot imagine it being i can't imagine it actually getting to a point where even if somebody's going to come out and buy them they're going to go look we want you to make like these doom games with us and make it for our kind of our hardware and stuff there's going to be very few things we're going to full-on just agree and say look we're not going to bring this over there." because it's a, it's a different market. And you know, and the similar things that happen with Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that, where that was originally PlayStation exclusive, um, now it's on PC. You know? And some mm. people are pretty annoyed about it. And I, I do kind of understand why they're annoyed, but I think it, you know, it works both ways. Yeah, yeah. You get the chance to play these things in, in two different ways. Um, yeah, some of these games do seem, they, 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 I mean, they're big games, you know what I mean? Like the Elder Scrolls series is huge for a lot of people. Fallout photos. was also really yeah. big, um, yeah. But it seems like it's not going to be as, you know, a, a hard and solid rule of these games are now going to be only on uh, Microsoft things, so either PC or Xbox consoles. Some of them are still going to be coming out on PlayStation.
0: Mm, but yeah, I think that uh, from what I, when I read about that during the week, I was I was thinking. Um, you know, that that has to be cleared up, you know what I mean? Whether or not it's going to be exclusive to the console because that will definitely get a whole host of uh, people to get the Xbox because people are just hardcore fans of those games, you know?
1: Well, the weird thing is that those games in particular, they're the kind of ones who... Um, like, well, I, I, I don't want to be uh, you know, annoying about this and I don't mean this in a bad way, but with more kind of casual gamers, the thing of that's who Microsoft are after, the ones who, like... They'll get the sports game stuff out. Like, There's a lot of people who will have FIFA or Madden and Fallout. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just, it's one of those, it's that game which sort of goes outside of standard genres that you do come across uh, in gaming, whereas some, they might not buy a different game, but when these things get so big, and Bethesda have a lot of those games, to be honest, Mm. Elder Scrolls as well. It seems like a lot of the big, big Western-style RPGs, um, there, a lot of them are going to be coming to uh, Microsoft games, at least. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's really exciting news, and it definitely made me think, I mean, I will still definitely get the PS5 over the Xbox, but what you said before of getting the digital, the S, is it the Series S? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a, a possibility, you know, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll um, and also, they I recently dropped the price of the next uh, gen, the Series S and X, in Japan because it's not selling there.
0: Why is it? Oh, pre-orders, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, and it, yeah, I think Japan. we always bigger Sony fans yeah. than, than Xbox. I mean, it's a Japanese company.
1: Well, it's it, this is. it's sometimes we don't really wherever you're living, you don't really think about it. But do you ever go somewhere? and you you know coke coca-cola is a huge brand that you see and you see it absolutely everywhere and then sometimes you go to a different country and then where you would normally see coke everywhere is now pepsi yeah 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 because they just have the market in that country or some places you go to and you don't see mcdonald's as much you just see burger king everywhere and there's just Mm. less of them than what you would normally expect and you know you get of course you can buy a pepsi here where you know in ireland or the uk or anywhere but sometimes you go to a country and it's Everywhere, it's just that, that blue colour is everywhere. And they just got to that market first, um, yeah. and it's harder to shift uh, a bottle of Coke there because people are used to having it. They are used to having Pepsi. <laughs> that's what they think of. And it's a harder to thing. shift a bottle of Coke. <laughs> 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 that's some that's some phrase. Uh, I'm a Pepsi
0: man. Just cars on the table, guys. So, uh,
1: I think normal Coke is better than Pepsi, but Pepsi Max is better than Bullshit. all all the diet versions of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I love Pepsi.
0: Yeah. But see, as well as that, you have to remember that like probably the catalog that Japanese people are going to have on, on, on the PlayStation, is going to be much more suited to their culture than the Xbox, which is an American company. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to have anime games. You're going to have Japanese RPGs. You're going to have those cutesy games that they like, you know, obscure games and stuff like that. So it's definitely more suited to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's also, it's a huge gaming market. It's one Mm -hmm. that they want to, because it's just a lot more people that are going to be into video games of the different types. So they want to get it over there. And this maybe th- you know a cheap console where you can get digital, you can get your Game Pass stuff and you could play those new games. They could bring out a new Fallout game and you could get it for the same pl- uh, price of the subscription, which is something Sony said they're not going to do. Um, mm. But here's actually the weird thing is that uh, Sony, a huge company, make a lot of stuff, not as big as Microsoft though. Microsoft, because of what they do with their Windows, they are so they are a much bigger company. I think apparently their operating profit last year was like 128 billion or something like that. So no surprise, yeah, huge, huge company. So actually, when you look at it and you say they spent 7.5 billion acquiring these big studios, that's not actually an insane make or break move. It doesn't actually seem like it. It would be a bigger story for Sony to do that because although they make lots of TVs and electronic goods, not the same scale. They're not everywhere in the same way a PC.
0: When you think about the business world, every computer has Windows. No, no one runs Macs apart from probably like your sector, but like finance, banking, insurance, they're all those company laptops. All those company computers are all Windows.
1: Yeah, because it's the default. It, it is for yeah. so many people. They just think they don't really know. If a lot of people don't know what an OS is, they think Windows. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the way exactly. it is. Although a lot of places that I work in, they do use uh, Linux. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you can it. That, that's them. the nerd's one. It's nerd's favorite. Complicated, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, So that's the big news. That's the big news of the week. Do you have anything? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I don't. Um, I, I think that was it, really. Um, just obviously, you know, eating my words over my uh, disappointment over the launch.
1: That was Good. pretty much it. Yeah. It is. I did. I did find Final Fantasy sixteen underwhelming, though, because it's just yeah, like it looks. It looks cool. The way like the the fighting looks really cool. The way they're bringing the summons in looks really cool. I I like that they're adding a bit more to it. But I just I'm not as mad into that world. There's just so many games that are set in that kind of high fantasy. Style. Yeah. I know that's where Final Fantasy originated, but it's not the Final Fantasy that I kind of, I, became, I started to love. Same. And I actually really
0: dislike the Final Fantasy artwork that's in that high fantasy, you know, there's a specific style they use on the soundtracks and stuff like
1: that. And it's just, I don't know, it's not attractive at all to the eye. I know what you mean. The covers were like, they've got like the real, like kind of sharp noses. And stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the whitest people on earth, you know, it's just weird.
1: Yeah. Could, yeah. The, that guy gets it. I can't think of his name at the moment, but um, he's, I mean, his art is very recognizable and stuff. like that. I just, I don't really like it at all either.
0: No, it's not nice. It's not aesthetically pleasing
1: at all. They look quite goofy as well. And I feel like they're not fair representations of the characters.
0: Yeah. It reminds you of like a really bad kind of portrait of, you know, 15th century aristocrat something like that
1: yeah it has that kind of vibe to it doesn't it yeah yeah um well i think it's time that we enter the survival horror
0: Ooh, yeah so <laughs> i wasn't really a scared sound i don't know what that was so please forgive me uh, or edit it out yusuf um yeah yep. resident evil 4 <laughs>
1: i'm gonna put it in again and again <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of one of uh, I'd say this is an absolutely like probably my top. It's in my top twenty for sure. Could be could be quite high, but I think um, you know, just just perfect blend of action and uh, survival horror for me.
1: Yeah, well, it did. We were talking about earlier on that the game's kind of changing in Dynasty Warriors, maybe going for an open world thing, going a bit different, or a doing the same thing. This also was a pretty big step away from what Resident Evil was. Um, but mm-hmm. they needed to do it. They kind of needed to go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. It was the first
0: game to use that kind of uh, over-the-shoulder view as well, rather than you know the stagnant camera angles, which were so uh, synonymous with Resident Evil titles.
1: Yeah, static. A bit harsh calling it stagnant.
0: <laughs> stagnant static, sorry, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, you were passing judgment on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this game.
1: <laughs> um, I love the old games too. Yeah. So what's your memory of it? What's the first thing you think of?
0: Um Mori de Cidil. Mori de Cidil. Go edlow, go edlow, go edlow. Go go <laughs> that's pretty that's one of the big ones. Um Leon describe
1: that to anybody who doesn't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the enemy's uh uh, Ganados, I think they're called. They're they whispering in uh, in Spanish, but a, a Mexican dialect of Spanish, apparently. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't know what they're saying. I think to die is to live, or something, and get him, or something like that. Maybe uh, some of our Spanish listeners can let us know, but um, Mexican Spanish listeners, I should say. But um, yeah, no, it's. Um, I that I remember like the enemies. I remember Leon's ultra cool uh, roundhouse kick and a super cool suplex. You yeah, that, yeah. One? <laughs> that is so much fun to do and then uh, obviously I remember Ashley bringing her around and, and, and that kind of thing but yeah fab fab game and like looking into this again the bang you get for your book with this game is <laughs> unprecedented it's unbelievable, like, you know, the, the campaign is unbelievably, like, it's great, it's like, you know, probably nearly 20 hours long, there's so many different kinds of gameplay, you know, there's, um, there's so many different kinds of weapons, you know, they have different kind of, you know, the merchant, the upload, you know, upgrading your weapons, the target practice, and the post game, which is, yeah. you know, which
1: is fantastic, like, yeah, they really knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah, they did a really good job with it. Um, my memory of it is often, thank you for asking sorry i was just gonna answer <laughs> uh is leon's jacket uh, mm. <laughs> which is just a kind of fur kind of coat and the on the top of the collar and then like the kind of brown leather for the rest of it that kind of i don't know that's just that that image of him being in the village is what i think of and, and also it just it this it was always a bit mental resident evil it was always a bit over the top and camp in the way it did some things but this one is when, as you say, the suplexes and the crazy, <laughs> the roundhouse kicks and stuff for that. Like, he's a rookie cop. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's a legend.
0: <laughs> I love that. They always say that in Resident Evil 2, like his first day on the job. He, yeah. he comes up against Resident Evil 2. <laughs> yeah, and he does great. He's a great cop.
1: Oh, what about Claire? She's not even a cop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like first day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Saves everyone, but um, yeah, great, great, great character, and uh, I, love, I love the fact they use him again. And he's he's cool in this game. And his first game was more like
1: Backstreet Boys, you know, with his haircut. What is the curtains? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, have you seen Chris Redfield in uh, Resident Evil Eight? Yeah, no. What is he? Just huge again?
0: Yeah, he's the. the
1: have you seen the trailer for Resident Evil Eight? When you saw? No, him, right? no. it's You wouldn't recognize him because he's absolutely massive.
0: Yeah, but he's massive in
1: in five and six, isn't he? Or was he in seven, six? Uh, in uh, six? No, five, five. Yeah. He's five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but he's not massive in the sense of oh, he's just like this kind of um superhero shaped person anymore. He looks like a mm. bouncer. Like his chest, is, like width, is so so big. You'd yeah, like, well, yeah. Mm. it doesn't look like him at all.
0: Yeah. I wonder—are they going more actiony or back to survival horror in on that one?
1: They're going kind of in between again. Yeah, they seem to move around it. Anyway, we should probably get into it. Yeah. So Resident Evil Four, which isn't actually the fourth uh, Resident Evil game, um, it's a kind of mainline fourth one. But there is a lot of them that came out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, it was released in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a uh, quite a while ago. It had a lot on of- what platform, Yusuf? Well, this is the thing, it was initially on the GameCube. It was released on a lot of different things um, and had a lot of different problems as they were kind of going through. So Shinji Mikami is the director. He was the main kind of guy who was doing, he did the first Resident Evil kind of kept an eye over different things and saw what the story was. It was a different person who was kind of responsible for a lot of stuff for Resident Evil 2 and he was initially the person who was going to do Resident Evil 4. That's Hideki Kamiya. Sorry if that's Mm -hmm. pronounced wrong. Um, But anyway, so they gave him the job for doing Resident Evil 4 and they started on this like in the year 2000. Like it was a while ago they were working on it. And when they were doing it, they wanted to move away from the kind of uh, stagnant or cameras, as you said, um, mm-hmm. they had the old one because they did the remake of Resident Evil One on the GameCube, and apparently mm-hmm. it didn't sell very well at all.
0: I remember that one. That's on the Crimson Skulls, right? Yeah, yeah. Came back, yeah. And that it, was a great coup for Nintendo, and I think this is a great coup for Nintendo as well. We should say,
1: yeah. But it, well, the, the thing is that it didn't sell well for some reason. The GameCube uh, no, okay. yeah. the remake, which is odd because um, it was a big upscaling because the first one, although a great game was you know it was very much the very early days of playstation they were quite limited yeah. gaming uh, and i thought the remake looked really good on the more powerful hardware but uh, yeah it just didn't it didn't sell that well um i don't know if maybe people were busy with their playstation 2s and they didn't you know want to get the gamecube for that because that was a bit more of the family console or a bit more of yeah younger audience maybe it didn't rework really that well but anyway so they thought right that didn't sell we got to move away from that kind of style We need to go for uh, moving cameras and stuff like that and a bit more action-y. That kind of thing was too slow-paced, so let's see what we're going to do. So they let uh, Hideki Kamiya have a go at it, and he went very mental. Yeah. (laughs) He had a, a character named Antonio, or Tony, who had superpowers, and he was fighting these different undead creatures and stuff like that. And it was so action-y they, that uh, Shinji Mikami stepped in and said, this isn't a Resident Evil game. <laughs> uh, and Capcom put so much into it that uh, they were like, well, look, we got a release anyway. And that was Devil May Cry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is, by the way, it couldn't have sounded like the amount of trouble they have in the development, and I'll go through the different kind of versions and stuff. Mm. It sounds like it couldn't have gone better for them at the end, though. Like, what they came yeah. out with was the rebirthing of this series and one of the most successful uh, games that they've had in the series and Devil May Cry birthing a whole new, incredibly successful series. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, definitely. Capcom did really well with this. Yeah, from the same people. So anyway, so Sinji Mikami then took over and after Hideki here, moved over to working on Devil May Cry and he kind of peeled back the kind of mentalness and they didn't know what they were going to do with the game. So initially, although it came out on the GameCube, they were developing it for the PlayStation 2.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I've got a quite a hilarious dialogue that they had. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't <laughs> open that door. <laughs> no,
1: no. It was um, as in between uh, Shinji Mikami and uh, Microsoft.
0: All right, okay. Uh, yeah. Microsoft.
1: That's right, because it was going to go onto the Xbox. Oh, so. okay. Um, he was getting really frustrated with the hardware, he said, on the PlayStation 2. It wasn't working out, so he wants to know what the story was. So, Microsoft were like, Look, come in, have a talk with us. And this is before the Xbox was launched, right? So, mm-hmm. he goes and he's to talk with him. And so, he sits down, right? And he goes, <laughs> He goes, So, what is your philosophy? Sorry, I'd like to say it was in all in Japanese, uh, the meeting. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> so, there was translators. so, he goes, What is your philosophy? Sony says games are entertainment, something larger, fueled by the emotion engine. Nintendo says games are toys created by the legendary Shigeru Miyamoto, perhaps the greatest game developer of all time. That is what Microsoft said. They didn't know how to answer the question. So then Miyamoto stood up, bowed, and left the room.
0: <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> uh, we can, what can we do, guys? We can, uh, give, give money? <laughs> money.
1: What a difficult question. What a difficult like I I like to imagine the opening <laughs> question of the meeting. <laughs> he sits down.
0: The Dalai Lama <laughs> believes that <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, comes it. from yeah. what say you <laughs> Is
1: this the same guy we got into to talk about Resident Evil? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> this zombie shooting game, you mean like Yeah, uh, yeah so they went for that and uh yeah, so it didn't work out. <laughs> different stuff where Microsoft were saying afterward. That they were like oh we um we were saying that we believe it's like a high level of art or something like that and we can want it to be like films or that kind of style of thing um but uh, well they said that kind of afterward but that's not what they said in the meeting anyway so <laughs> miyamoto left but maybe there was language barriers because they had to have a translator and stuff you know who was working with them so uh,
0: they should have brought him to karaoke that he would they would have won him over immediately <laughs>
1: no because he's what well, you didn't sing to him what your philosophy is exactly that you're showing him your philosophy through music <laughs> um but anyway so then afterward he was still annoyed with playstation so he didn't know what to do so eventually he then met up with nintendo and they talked to him about the gamecube and he was like right we're gonna make it on the gamecube and they said it's gonna be an exclusive an exclusive along with um Originally, it was going to be five other Capcom games, one including Beautiful Joe, one called Killer7. None of them. I think only one of them. I think Beautiful Joe was the only one that actually was exclusive. The rest mm-hmm. got released in others. But that didn't stop uh, <laughs> Shinji Mikami from saying um, that he would cut his own head off before Resident Evil <laughs> 4 would end up on any other console. <laughs> Currently... Resident Evil Four is available on the PlayStation Two, the Xbox One, the PlayStation Three, the PlayStation Four, the Wii, iOS, Android, Switch, PC Steam, and Zipo, the Brazilian video game console. Lucky he has a few heads. So, like, what is he talking about?
0: You could just imagine him there sitting in his in his desk, and the guy comes in, sir. It's been released on another platform. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like, he doesn't know
0: about it. though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have uh, planned that.
1: Um, <laughs> and then he had a bit of a laugh at himself about it, and he made a, a game, God Hand, that came out afterward, and there's, like, a racing dog whose name is uh, Mikami's uh, Head. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> so a bit of a laugh about it. So anyway, that's kind of part of the reason why it's everywhere, but as in because it was released all over the place. And also, how well loved it was that it was released again and again. Like, PlayStation 2, 3, and 4, same game. Mm,
0: yeah, well, it was upscaled on, on PlayStation 4, wasn't it? it was. You
1: know, uh, yeah, there was things. And they're like on the Wii version, like this, it does have, um, what's it called, quick time actions and stuff like that. So um like with those ones you didn't use the wee thing if you do have a knife and you had to cut at something so it did bring that kind of things into it but Mm. um essentially it's the same kind of game but it it did go really well but anyway sorry i won't spend too long on it i'll get back to the development so after uh mikami was like look we're not you do have me cry i'm gonna do it differently they didn't really know how to go they decided that yeah look they wanted the camera to be moving it still has time controls people don't realize it actually because Tank controls is only a problem when the camera switches but it is basically mm. you know left and right rotate you up and down make you move you know forward mm. back. so he was um so he so he originally they were going to do a lot of different versions they were going to do one where leon gets kind of like infected with a virus kind of from the beginning and stuff like that Um, they were going to do one where it was going to be really horror it looked really silent hill where uh, it was called the Hookman version, where like this ghost came and followed you around, and there were like these dolls that were like st- sitting there and stuff like that that would like move. Very horror filmy, looked really scary actually. It did look very good. Moved mm-hmm. away from that. There was going to be one where it was going to be like this fog that followed you around, this evil black fog. Um, but apparently it was just too difficult to deal with trying to make that work. There mm-hmm. was going to be one where like Leon kind of got infected with like the virus uh, from the beginning and stuff like that and he had to try and survive. Um, But once again they just kept on moving away, moving away from them. Loads of them just didn't work for different reasons. They were going to do one where it was going to be really psychological and uh, he was going to be hallucinating a lot. That's one where he got infected with the virus from early on. Not the T-virus, different one. Um, And for that one like statues were going to come alive and like hit them with uh you know like axes and stuff like that like it's going to be in an old creepy castle and stuff which they did keep similar things of in this next in what actually came out um but they actually realized that was too heavy because they basically had to do two versions of everything the hallucinated version world and the real world so, oh, they kept yeah. on going back. so i can't believe in all these problems in the end they had such a good game because they yeah Like, and they had like, you know, demos of this stuff working, like you can see loads of them because they had, they released them at E3 and Tokyo game events over the years and stuff like that. Like, so between all those different games, eventually we got the Resident Evil 4 Wino, which Mm. doesn't really have zombies has the villagers, as you were talking about. Yeah. They're like alive. They like throw uh, weapons at you and stuff like that, like sights Mm. and dynamite and everything. So, talk to each other yeah yeah they're way smarter they're way quicker they dodge your headshots and stuff um you fight like giant trolls yeah, yeah. i love them <laughs> um a weird wolverine type character with claws um mm-hmm. you'd keep some stuff where from what they work on originally where basically the virus in this one is it kind of is like a parasite and it grows into like a bigger thing so sometimes you shoot someone's head and then the parasite things at the top, it's all like freaking out and stuff that mm-hmm. can like go into like a suit of armor. And then, you know, so you have to kind of, yeah. And stuff. So they keep I hate
0: I hated when it went into that, like when they shot their head off and the thing came out, because it was like, it didn't matter where you shot it. Like, you know, you're still going to need like 10 shots to bring it down. It was like, Oh,
1: Also, yeah. You taught, you got it with that one hit kind of thing. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, brilliant. It's like, oh no. Yeah. They also introduced something which is now quite common. Uh, in Resident Evil games, I think a lot of other games have a dynamic difficulty where Mm. if you are really good at it, it'll get more difficult. If you're quite bad at it, the game will be easier. So that'll affect the AI or item drops and stuff like that. So um, it's just a good way so you don't get frustrated, but it's not a really easy game just to go flying through and everything. Yeah, yeah. kind of does create the scare because if you're playing the game and then you basically are a bad shot and you run out of loads of ammo and stuff, you have that fear of like, shit, I have to go forward and Go on now, even though I wasted loads of ammo in, in that last fight. But the game knows that, so it'll either give you more soon enough, or make the enemies weaker, or you know easier for you to hit. So you still have that satisfaction, which I think is actually very clever.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, yeah, very well crafted game for sure.
1: Yeah, so um, they, yeah, it was it was quite a different one. The story is a bit mad, and they also kind of realised that the old one used to be very much about um, umbrella. Uh, umbrella yeah exactly and this company that were doing like these testings and stuff and it was all based on science
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they were kind of thinking actually different kind of horror stuff is kind of based on like the unknown and stuff like that so they kind of decided that they were just going to move past the scientific point of view and just go for what nobody knows because they thought that's scarier also mm. it means leon can like suplex people into the ground now because <laughs> it was about action it was about fun that's what they wanted it to be about they didn't really want it to be about horror in that same kind of way. So yeah. it's like like one of the best things you can do is shoot someone in like the leg, they kind of stumble, then you roundhouse kick them to the ground.
0: Yeah. And this is one of the first Resident Evil game that I remember the knife actually being useful. Yeah. You know, like before it was like, what's the point of me having this thing? Whereas in this, like you actually, if you knock someone over, you can get in a good few slashes like before they get back up again. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. Which worked really so, well for to
1: conserve ammo and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of, like, hardcore, you know, survival horror fans complained there was too much ammo and it was too actually. But I, I think that they got the balance perfectly. And it's one of those few games that I think, you know, did the escort system really well when you're, like, escorting Ashley. Yeah. And she was really smart in the sense that if you're aiming a gun over her, she ducks down. You yeah. know, and I still remember that really clearly. And, um, you know, she could hide in places. And, um, yeah, really, 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 really fun.
1: Yeah, and then that that over-the-shoulder kind of camera thing—it's like if you didn't have that in that same kind of way, you know, you don't have Last of Us kind of fighting system, like that kind of thing. Did yeah. that then other places developed and make it work better? They did a really good job of showing it to you for the first time, and they're working and being really, really good fun. And, yeah. and it was mad, it was wacky, you know. Also, they introduced like the merchant of what are you buying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello, stranger. Yeah. Got a good selection of items to show you. Yeah. It was like and he was like popping his head in from places sometimes and yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, he was that the first time you see him he puts his head through the window and like yeah, he was he was great. And like this was the first game where you can kinda of upgrade your weapons in by you know, buy stuff you collected. You could yeah. buy things at money you collected. Um and yeah, it's just just really enjoyable. I love the target practice as well. Like I spent like hours doing that, like trying to unlock stuff. But um yeah, just a tremendously fun game as well as being scary. And I think it really did get the balance of like, you know, survival horror yeah. as well as action, like if you remember those enemies like the regenerators. Yeah. That bit is just horrifically scary because like you're kind of in this confined area and you can just hear them and the sound they make is just terrifying and the way they're walking and you have to shoot the like the whatever it is the things on them the bugs on them to stop them from
1: like regenerating again yeah, yeah. and they were just they're hor- horrible to look at they were kind of what became the main enemies from uh, resident evil 7 then when they kind of moved
0: yeah they're yeah horrific and like slowly coming towards you um if you remember as well those enemies with the big kind of like wolverine like claws that would just decapitate you instantly yeah but they couldn't they couldn't see but they could hear you you yeah. know that's such a simple like dynamic in a horror game like you know that oh if I make sound they're going to catch me but
1: you know they can't see me but it's just it's beautifully done yeah they also had that with uh the like very kind of old kind of school horror thing of the um villagers has like a chainsaw
0: yeah and like i used to love the way that he'd just be running like and swinging it all over the place even where he's nowhere near you like you know but um like you'd be shooting him a million times and nothing to be happening like you know that was just and you'd be dead as soon as he got you with it once yeah
1: so. yeah well it was it was fun it was it was a different kind of fear because there was less creeping around the corner of oh, oh what's going to be there it was more i can see the horror it's running at me with a <laughs> chainsaw i'm scared he's gonna get at me and I'm going to not be able to knock them down properly and stuff. So it was a very different sort of horror game, but it worked really well. It was way more action-y, and you were more afraid because unlike normal other kind of shooter games, nothing kind of runs at you in that same kind of way, which was yeah. that kind of created the, the adrenaline and the fun of it. Uh, yeah. It was really good. I wanted, I've wanted. i still never played 5. Uh, I really liked 5. Really, really liked 5. And 5 been yeah. quite good. So they, they went very action again with five and six and then it was with seven when they kind of restarted it again with the horror way right. if you look at a like two remake which i love it's a, it's a really really good one um that was the over sh- over the shoulder but it doesn't play anything like resident Evil Four because mm. they're slower it's scarier just less around it's darker um so it's it, it's not just a shift of the camera it's very much a shift of gameplay um four four that they did which is a pretty big jump between three and four. I know there's other ones in Code Veronica and Resident Evil Zero and stuff, but this Mm. was, you know, for the mainline ones, kind of moving up.
0: Yeah, the one thing that I never really liked about Resident Evil games, and I guess it's what survival horror, like, true survival horror fans like, is, like, always being afraid they didn't have enough ammo. You know, and, like, that that always carried over for me into other Resident Evil games. Like, even with 4, when you get tons of ammo, I was always trying to conserve it, like, you know, yeah. and I was like, you know, which kind of, like, ruins the experience in a way because, um, but, like, its roundhouse kick is just so satisfying, you know, yeah. to, to get them with. Um, but, um, yeah, like, just a brilliantly crafted game.
1: Yeah. And um, do you want to give the story?
0: Um, yeah, I can. Like, uh, there's not much about the story, no, <laughs> but... Uh, Leon S. Kennedy is on a mission to rescue Ashley Graham, the U.S. Uh, president's daughter, who's been kidnapped by a mysterious, uh, mysterious cult, uh mysterious tra- uh, cult. So he travels to a village in Spain where he enc- uh, encounters a group of hostile villagers who um, pledge their lives to this cults and they kidnap Ashley. Um, and they're infected with the parasite, as you said, uh, called Las Plagas. Um, that's kind of like the main theme of it. But if you want me to give more details, I can. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that,
1: that's kind of the main thing. It does yeah, work. I think that's all I need. Where, where it's connected and there is the weird little Napoleon guy and stuff. Yeah. Just, um,
0: Surrounded by these like uh, hooded, you know, like predator looking
1: creatures in like robes. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was a very, uh, it was a very different residue. Also, you could do the thing where you could go and you could buy the rocket launcher like straight away if you had enough money.
0: I don't know if you could. Could you? I thought that was always in Game Plus. Maybe. Uh, oh,
1: maybe it is Game Plus it was.
0: Maybe no, no. You probably could buy it, but you couldn't buy the
1: unlimited one. Like oh yeah. Kind of Game Plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I watched uh, speedrunners do it, and they just. You know, precisely plan exactly when they're going to get it. When you know who they're going to hit, what items they're going to pick up, get just enough of the rocket launcher, and then they get like a boss fight and end it in less than a second because they just—it's so overpowered. I love, I
0: love the rocket launcher. I love, um, I love the boss fights in this. Do you know what the Ditman glitch
1: is? I don't think I do.
0: It's, uh, it's a famous glitch in this game because this game, and I love speed running as well. But, um this game was like you know historically speedrunners used to get really bad times in this because like it had a lot of events that were kind of closed end. you know you had to wait until the end of the scenario no matter what you did it was going to be that time you know like stuff when you're in the mine cart stuff when you're being chased you know um on the back of a truck that kind of thing but uh, this guy ditman found that if you equipped it i think it's the chicago typewriter which is like a machine gun in this game and then before the laser side comes up on the gun, if you sw- switch it to like a grenade or a, a knife or something, you hold in one hand, it increases Leon's speed by like 1.5 times. Oh wow. And, and this allowed you to like break the game in a lot of ways in that you could actually run all the way through the mine. Like you can drop down and you can run all the way through the minecart area and, and like just through nothing. Yeah, right straight yeah. through the end without seeing any enemies, anywhere where you were like, like um, kind of flying down, kind of a grapple, your speed would be faster than the game was calculating. So you would actually go through the wall and then you could walk straight through a door. You could skip bosses because of it and stuff like that. So okay, very um, cool. yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing glitches, very well known.
1: The ways that people figure out these things, is just, it's so precise the way that they're able to do them. And counting yeah. frames to be able to figure stuff out and counting I steps because sometimes that affects uh, like RNG. Particularly if you ever see somebody doing it with um, uh, like Final Fantasy VIII or something. They're just, I know I'll fight this guy if I can get to this thing in like 24 steps.
0: It's just yeah. Like,
1: how are you able to do that? <laughs>
0: I guarantee you, like, everyone in the IT sector of the CIA is a speedrunner. Like, you know, <laughs> like, there, there's some, like, set of skills there that, you know, someone has, has managed to, you know, utilize in some way.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, speedrunners who, um they, they're they a speedrunner of loads of games. It's not just, oh, I love this game. It's, oh, yeah, I do this game and I do this game. So they're completely different. How can you learn these things so well? Yeah. Be pixel perfect on so many different things. Yeah, can we
0: actually? Before I forget, do you did you notice that uh, they got rid of Solange Baser? Yeah, well, apparently, uh,
1: apparently that's because it's the Japanese uh, version of the game, and he's not called Baser yeah. in the. Japanese.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that as well, but I, I'd still miss it. But um, apparently, like the speed, it's no good for speedrunners. This game. Oh, apparently, because the why? Because you can't uh, clip out yeah. of it. I don't know that they get rid of the you know the backward jump glitch yeah everything yeah so yeah that kind of ruins it but um yeah um we should say about uh resident evil 4 as well what i was saying previously about like the bang you get for your book is just unbelievable because you get mercenaries mode where you can play with like four or five different characters and hmm. um, you get two campaign modes with ada and um, two separate ones that are just you know yeah and, and then you get Gear game plus where you can I mean, you get your outfit you can get your different outfits you get your different weapons you get your infinite stuff Um, you can on you can do a harder difficulty that uh once you click clear it professional difficulty um i used to remember like really funny stuff like uh, you can get um ashley in a suit of armor oh really <laughs> yeah instead of like her special costume was a suit of armor and that stopped the guys being able to carry her off
1: oh that's cause brilliant
0: was, yeah because she was too heavy um, so and you just, you got Leon's old costume from Resident Evil Two and stuff. So yeah, really, really great.
1: I like I like when games give you the ability to like upgrade weapons and stuff like that. And if you're not able to fully get it through at the game, uh, on new game plus it carries over. and It's brilliant, great because you start off overpowered and you're able to just keep doing that all the way through. And I love that feeling. It's just so much yeah. Fun yeah
0: i played this game recently enough well the last few years on the playstation 4 loved every minute of it you know and um i don't know if you remember your man krauser the
1: you know, yeah the green beret kind of guy
0: <laughs> yeah he was fantastic like and you're having your knife battle with him and stuff and then he um we should say before i forget there's quick time events in this game as well yeah that um people complain about an awful lot but um I, I I had no problem with them really, but um Krauser was like, you know, he had the bone arrow in mercenaries mode and like you know, it, it was so overpowered and then he had a super hand move where his hand became like whatever, mutated and he just milled through whatever it was. Yeah.
1: So much fun. So much I mean, fun. It was like a chicken wing or something his arm turned into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a Sephiroth wing. Yeah. It was a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I remember when he showed up and I was thinking, I've played the other Resident Evil. I've absolutely no idea who this guy is is but just he's this super powerful thing and it's because they were they taught hey let's just have fun everybody let's just throw a mad character in that's just yeah. do whatever we need to do in these um yeah. remember yeah playing the kind of extra mode where you picked him and he, he was just so powerful it was so much fun. yeah and ada as
0: well the thing that i enjoyed is the fact that she wasn't just like a reskin of leon like she had her own moves and stuff in the same location she had like the grappling hook which let her like grapple up on top of buildings and stuff and she had her her cooler like she had a cool roundhouse kick as well stuff like that but um
1: you know there's a great great game there's a i think it's the japanese version of this where um you you're able to do the suplex move as ashley (laughs) <laughs> that's brilliant so it's just it's like it's a proper suplex but just it's on her character model dude like these giant you know undead creatures and it's just so weird just proper smashing somebody into the ground do you remember when you're playing as Ashley in this and like there's,
0: you're stuck in a small room with the cult member slowly coming towards you and like you can throw like flower pots at them and stuff yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> that's brilliant it was good, this game. They, I really enjoyed it. They recently enough released them, they released loads of them on the Switch, uh, this as well. So I was thinking about looking at looking into getting it. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely should, definitely should. It'd be a great fog. game. Um, so that's kind of it for the uh, development of it. Um, I'm glad they didn't do the other stuff in five. They did do a similar thing, I think, about people getting infected uh with the virus, um, or something about the the, the fog. They did kind of reuse some of the ideas and everything, but I think the way they went with it it just works so well yeah
0: yeah and like extremely successful you know financially and like review wise like you know unanimously like you know lauded as being one of the best games ever yeah Um, it sold like uh, over 10 million copies across all platforms how can I argue with it have you seen the ios version (laughs)
1: yes it does not look good
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i've seen the guy with the chainsaw coming towards him and then like you're expecting to cut through but like the graphics can't do that so leon just dies as it touches him like you know it's like okay (laughs) i
1: think it's um i think it's a german one where they've got like stricter rules or maybe it's not maybe it's the korean version where they can't have the decapitation in it that was the japanese
0: version weirdly
1: was it yeah. Oh wow. And you can't kind of yeah. have so you don't get those enemies at all where they um the you shoot the head off and then it's a tougher enemy. Oh, oh okay. No gets decapitated.
0: Oh okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. Weird, you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh you, I might have a question on the South Korean version of this game for the quiz, so you'll just have to wait and see. Oh <laughs> no quiz. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, it's I do you have anything else to say in this game? Yeah, oh, do you remember? Do you remember actually? Before I forget, do you remember the Sarah's game where you could like help a dog out of a trap? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you helped him, then he would help you against one of the giant troll things.
1: I remember that, that was great. That that's such good storytelling. <laughs>
0: it is. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, and as well as that, you get like this laser weapon if you completed the game on Game Plus, like this pulse weapon. <laughs>
1: It, it, it's when they stopped. They were just going look. Let's let's have fun, and that's actually what McCammy said. It's, it's not about horror. It's it's about fun. I think yeah. also this introduced the uh, laser sight because it was kind of the over the shoulder thing. So yeah. Metal Gear Solid Two was before this, and that did have that as well. And mm-hmm. um, but it it just for me that's just changed because I just I used to think before when you were playing um, you were playing a game where a, a third person shooter or whatever you didn't really know where the bullets were going. You kind of felt it's not, I just think it's not specific. It's just, there's vaguely different hit boxes. It can hit, but you don't know exactly where you're going. But when you get a laser pointer, you're able to go, I know where I'm going to hit this. Yeah. And that feels so rewarding to go, okay, I, I no longer feel like, oh, I, I just decided to not give me a headshot. Like if, even in the remake of the first Resident Evil, if you got a headshot, it was pure chance sometimes, you know, it Completely. was, lately. Just because, you know, you could aim three directions, up, middle, or down, and uh, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to do. So yeah. was just, it was the next level of what you wanted these games to feel like. Yeah,
0: and I love the way, like, the villagers would sometimes cover their face as they're coming near you to stop you shooting them in the head, like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they threw yeah. dynamite at you. It's very different. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you could shoot the dynamite when it was in their hand Yeah, before yeah. they threw it. You know, just, yeah, excellently Brilliant game. Well done, Capcom. Capcom, one thing that I noticed about this this series is that they screw it up, they make it better. They screw it up, they make it better. They screw it up, they make it better. And it's like, they keep going, but they, they get it right again. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, you know, fair play. Well, I don't think they screwed up before 4, do you? I mean, 3 is not as but good. Well, it
0: was, yeah, it was a bit stagnant, I thought, at 3, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, if 4 was the same again, yeah, actually, that would have been bad. Yeah, yeah, and then, But
0: then 5 was 5 I thought was good, 6
1: was like just pure action, like, you know, I was like oh no. Yeah, 6 wasn't well received at all, and then yeah, and then 7 was I mean I, Shinji Mikami may be pretty underrated in how brilliant completely different the type of games that they are 7 w- was, you know, was out fairly recently, and I mean from working on 1, which was a completely different game and then four like you know like it's horror it's action it's a completely different type of horror again across four generations of consoles
0: yeah and i think um you know when you're like when i remember playing resident evil one as a kid like you know and i remember like thinking oh my god this is the gift that keeps on giving it's like you never first of all you never saw a game like this before and everything you were thinking in your head no that you won't possibly be able to go to that door you won't possibly be able to do this or do that you could do it all you know and at that time when it first came out you know and then you realize how long the game is like all the different kinds of enemies like you know it was just you know it was really a work of art like you know incredible you know how far they pushed the envelope with this with this series
1: yeah fair play to him he uh, he did a good job and it was quite well received although i'm sure there are some people who reviewed it poorly (laughs) yeah oh there is (laughs) do you want to get to that part already uh, yeah. I'll do the music first, will I? i go on and go for music first, actually. Okay, okay. So, I don't know if you remember much about this music, do you? Uh, not really, to be honest.
0: Okay, well, there's a couple of songs that I know you will remember, mostly probably the save save uh, theme tune. Yeah. But um, the music is by uh, Misao Senbongi and uh, Shushaku Uchiyama, uh, not to be confused with Dalai Lama.
1: Did you make it up on the
0: spot? Of course I did. <laughs> it sounds like it is. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to give you a little quote from uh, Uchiyama. From what I understand, uh, Misao uh, Senbongi kind of worked underneath Uchiyama um, um, like supporting him. Now, I could be wrong about that, but it was actually very hard for me to get information on this. In fact, Wikipedia only uh, said she did it, but when I looked into it, that wasn't true. Right. So um Shushaku uh, Uchiyama said... This is a couple of lines that he said I thought were interesting. When I was younger, I took piano lessons near my house, but I wasn't really a great student. I started studying music in earnest in high school, and it was then that I studied the fundamentals of music theory. When I entered college, I became interested in production and put music to the independent movies a friend of mine shot on one hand and played piano in an R&B band and frequented clubs uh, where they played house and techno <laughs> in the other. So I did a a number of different things. Uh, He worked on games like Mega Man 8, Resident Evil 2, um, the GameCube version of Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4, Devil May Cry 4, and uh, a number of other games. Um, and when he talked about the music in this game, he said the change of direction for this game's music was inspired in large part by the change, changes in the game itself, which you can see. The team wanted to display a concept of a complete overhaul, which is obvious, as we just said. The, exper- the experimental ambient music was uh, Mis- Misao and idea. As the game was different from the rest of the series, he felt that the music should also develop in new ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll play a couple of tracks here. And the first track I have is called Infiltration. Tapping.
1: Quite creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I. I'd say not very. You know, in line with my views on Resident Evil Four. Your views? Which you mean your views? As in, if I was describing it, that's not what I imagined the audio would be to go along with. It. Obviously, it is because it is the music. From the actual 4, <laughs> exactly. <right>? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I was thinking, I always, I, I always imagine being far more actiony. Mm, no,
0: no, no. This is this was a mixture, my friend, a good mixture. So, the next one, I think you remember. This one is called Serenity.
1: about that like he was saying you know yeah that i remember well because i do remember this game having you occasional after just like mad 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 people running everywhere and then it just being real still for a bit when you can just go and pick up bits and you know break barrels and see what you know items you can collect and then sell it to whatever and yeah save and do whatever That it just it then had that feel
0: yeah do you remember actually when you used to break the barrels or boxes sometimes there was a snake inside (laughs) And like it could bite you and poison you, and you're like, oh shit. Like, so you just have to keep keep slashing after you broke the box as well, just in case. Um, And this next one is probably the freakiest one. This is called Echo in the
1: Night. I'd be scaring myself if I was making the audio. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be looking behind my shoulder while I was like, I think to not
0: get get <laughs> Imagine that game was in first person. That's why there's no way I was going to play Resident Evil in uh, VR. I, like, yeah. Forget it. Forget it.
1: <laughs> I think you should. I think the listeners want it so we can record you to a screen.
0: <laughs> no, there's no way I'd do it no way maybe for a large patreon uh, donation who knows not that we have a patreon Um, okay (laughs) so the next one is the mercenaries tune so it's a little bit more upbeat and tech (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah so that was nice wasn't it
1: yeah um you know, once again i don't know that these, these weren't what i was expecting and i watched some gameplay of this like yesterday i was looking at uh through this and i don't remember it sound like this at all i guess there's a maybe lot of noise around in the game as well maybe i got the wrong game
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking um this one you'll definitely remember um again music i wouldn't write home about to be honest you know but um it, it does capture that kind of weird oh i'm safe but also as soon as i open that door it's going to be something after me again you know
1: it's still eerie although i do love the same music from all the different resident evil saying they're gray
0: yeah no they're they're fabulous um
1: okay so time
0: for Can't get that song out of my head, by the way, since you put it on. So thank it's you. For great. That.
1: <laughs> I love my life
0: as a dickhead. <laughs> uh, well, if you're a dickhead, you might as well love your life. So this is the first uh, review. Comes from Metacritic in uh, January, <laughs> 22nd of January, 2006, by Brett, who gives it a four. Mm. I think that this game was horrible, no offence. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he talking to? <laughs> but look, but just look, the camera angles are horrible. Don't know why, letter Y. It's over the shoulder. You, letter U. Hardly get any ammo and spelt wrong. There are no other game modes other than story mode. Okay.
1: Flat out, not true, Brett. There's four modes. Um in a I love the type of review where you can tell often the point where somebody has stopped playing the game. You know, like he's like he was playing a bit of it. Clearly, kept dying because he was bad. He was a bad shot, even though it's got dynamic difficulty in it. Couldn't find any ammo, and then never played it and gave it a four out of ten.
0: And yeah, his last line is horrible. Game movie was all right, but the game sucked. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Very good. And <laughs> um, this one comes from Ryan Bandari. On the third of February two thousand and five, he gave it a oh, one. Ooh, come on, Ryan, come on. This game looks like a piece of crap on PS two, because the GameCube version was so good. PS two was going to ruin it, like it did with all the other Resident Evils. <laughs> I have it on GameCube, so I'm not going to wait for the version on PS2. (laughs) This is one of the best games ever made, but on GameCube. (laughs) This is one of the best games ever made, but on GameCube, not on PS2. PS2 sucks. Okay, there's no vested interest there,
1: uh, Ryan. <laughs> Why do you think you're, like? Just don't play it on that. Like you haven't even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tell you what happened here. Ryan's
0: mother bought him a, a GameCube, and his friend had the PS2, yeah. and he had a, he had a load of great games. And Ryan is just so pissed off. <laughs> he, he voiced his discontent on uh,
1: Metacritic. So some say Ryan still does it, and uh, thinks all exclusive games are shite. <laughs>
0: It was like that. It's like you know. I always say this when you're younger and you pay like a huge amount of money for a game, and uh, you know it's it's shit, and you know it's shit. But because you spent so much money on it, your friend asks you what it's like, and like, yeah, yeah, it's it's good, man. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, nothing to follow up on it. So <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> as long as there are no follow up questions, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this last uh, review comes from uh, Damien Radical, who uh, reviewed it on the. F- 12th of April, 2016. It's in Spanish, but I'm not going to read it all. I just found a line that's very funny. Jugabilidad horrible. Horrible. Un shooter totalmente capado. Unos zombies pésimos. Which translates as, a shame. Horrible gameplay. An almost capable shooter. Some very bad zombies. <laughs> I don't know what he's getting at, but anyway.
1: I, uh, my last two... Yeah, go on. No, go on, you give more, keep going.
0: Um, my last two come from Amazon uh Dakota, uk. Uh, Michael Gourlay, great name, Michael. Um uh, on the tenth of March twenty nineteen, he's broken his review into two simple lines. One is pro, one is con. Right. Pro. Ada and president daughter playable. <laughs> con. Rocket launcher kill every boss. No feeling out process to discover what weapons do devastating to bosses. What? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what his problem is <laughs> with this game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's broken it up into a list of what he likes and doesn't like and I have no idea what he likes or doesn't Exactly. Like.
0: So this is my favorite review. It comes from Insulina. We reviewed it uh, on the 18th of February 2017. RE4 on PS2 absolutely loved it. Not really big fanatic video games. Don't play every day, but like catch something good from time to time. So I thought I'm going to try again. RE4 on PS4. Fuck off. Why instead of <laughs> why instead of making better game, you fuck up the game even worse. Like why aiming and shooting is now L2 and R2 instead of L1 and R1? <laughs> Annoying. Why changing? <laughs> Maybe buy. May buy it's just me, but using your main weapon is much easier with L1 ETC and can't even change in options. Not just in this game, unfortunately, and instead of upgrades, the quality of graphics, which there's no much difference anyway. Maybe you should try adding first-person shooter so everyone can enjoy. <laughs> oh my God. So Insalina wants a first-person shooter uh, and thinks that the remake is shit. So this
1: this game is a zero out of ten because it's L two instead of L one is essentially what she's saying. <laughs> That's exactly what she's saying. So, but anyway,
0: speaking of reviews, what what's a useless review?
1: So game? well. I just want to give one more review, a uh, negative review I found. That oh, yeah, yeah, go. This was on the Wii edition of Resident Evil 4 by Ultra Lord, Ultra Lord in January 22nd, 2019, <laughs> gave it a 0 out of 10. He said, my friend Sean likes this game. He said Shrek Super Slam was for babies, so I gave it a bad review. I have not played this game. User reviews <laughs> were a mistake. <laughs>
0: Oh, fair play. I love
1: that. <laughs> so, yeah, so what's your score? Why would you give it out of 10? I mean, I sure have thinking it was really, really good fun. Maybe like a nine. Yeah, maybe I give it a good nine out of 10. It was just, it was just great. You know, um, it, it, it doesn't have that kind of um, feeling from some game where you go, this game is really fun. And I love it. And I, I'm so into the story of it, which kind of makes something just mean a little bit more sometimes. It doesn't have a story side of it, but that's fine. Not all games are like that. It's just fun. It's just really good. Yeah. What about you? 9.3. Ooh, very good. Yeah. It deserves every bit of that. Yeah, it does. It's, it, it, it's a class game. It's really, really good. Yeah.
0: So people, you have a million options in how to play the game. So I recommend you play it on... Uh, any platform, but unless I mean, just don't play it on PS2, though, you know, yeah, apparently. Cube, <laughs>
1: that version sucks. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so, uh, but uh, do you have anything else where we get to the most important part of the show?
1: No, no, I am, uh, there's gonna be so many obscure, different, difficult questions on this. There's not, I've made this very easy, okay, then, right? Come on, then, okay, uh, okay. Your might, I like stories about pinatas. <laughs>
0: hey, you ready?
1: Yeah, question.
0: Do you want me to give you a like a uh, who wants to be millionaire music for your questions or not? Uh, just a beat under it. Yeah, go on. Question one What does the S in Leon S. Kennedy stand for?
1: Got. Well done. <laughs> starving in the dark.
0: See, I told you this is gonna be really easy. All right. Um, what is the name of the cult in Resident Evil Four? Oh,
1: is it that one with a G you said earlier? That's well, Ganados. That's the enemies. Oh, I don't know, the Dark Knight or something. A Dark Knight. Didn't even realize that that was the Batman uh, name, as I said. it.
0: <laughs>
1: Los Illuminados. Oh, yes, of course. Almost the exact opposite of a Dark Knight. Exactly. Yeah. So in terms of the Resident
0: Evil universe, what is interesting about every enemy in this game?
1: Um, every enemy. Oh, they all look different. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> no, uh, they're not found in any other Resident Evil game. Um, any any enemy in this game. So there's no crows, no dogs, no zombies. I mean, stop that music. No zombies, anything like that. So, you know. Oh right, I see what you mean.
1: And uh, what are the enemies in Resident Evil Five?
0: Well, I meant prior
1: to this. Sorry. All oh, right. Yeah. Shy question, guide <laughs> quiz master. Go on. <laughs>
0: well, hold on. Hold on,
1: The last question.
0: Oh, sorry. You know, Um. sorry, I pressed the wrong button there. Um, this is the bonus question. All right, that music's put me off, hold on. All right, turn it off.
1: You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done.
0: Right, so as you know, if you get this question right, you win the whole quiz. Right. Okay. So bonus question, <laughs> what percentage of the world's seaweed <laughs> consumption does South Korea produce? Oh, my God. <laughs> what
1: percentage of the world's seaweed consumption does South Korea produce? It's a 90, 90%. 90%? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I was, you lose the quiz. I was drinking a South Korean drink, a strawberry flavored, I think it's called soju, like a strawberry flavored vodka, basically. It's like 50%. Ah. There's like an Asian, it's like, oh, it's it's actually, it's meant to be a Japanese imported food shop uh, just around the corner from me. It's great they have loads of stuff that you, you should be able to get normally although they have loads of stuff from like south korea and hong kong as well and none of the staff are japanese <laughs> um, oh really <laughs> but they pretend they are <laughs> oh, <it's>, oh really <laughs> yeah they're all chinese and um they'll say like you know uh hello loudly kind of like that as if they're japanese and stuff like that and then you yeah, actually hear them speaking you know mandarin to each other <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well, how do you know they're saying hello as if they're Japanese? As in, they're like, you know, when you're going, they'll be like, you know, sayonara and stuff like that. Oh, and, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. like, arigato when you pay for whatever, and then they speak Chinese to each other and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm i not sure that's them pretending to be Japanese. I think that's just because you're in a Japanese shop. They have to. <laughs> maybe.
1: and yeah, Maybe it's a ding
0: for it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So let me see. Uh, do we have any... Uh no. Uh, 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 no. I'm afraid we don't have any or do we?
1: I'm speaking and I asked you a question.
0: No, no questions this week. There's just a, a, a an email from a Peter Bursinger trying to sell us some kind of automatic embeddable transcript for the podcast. Not interested, Peter.
1: So. Peter, I hope you're listening. <laughs> of
0: course he is. How
1: else did he get our email address? good good to know Peter uh, thanks for getting in contact I um, was <laughs> I want to say thank you to everybody thank you so much for everybody who has listened uh, thank you as Azal we got some recent uh, people who have rated so thank you very much for that yes. all over uh, really do appreciate it if you could still rate it I know everyone asks and it's really annoying and it's not an ego trip it's just to make it more visible Um, because yeah. actually
0: well yeah, the only reason why I want people to rate is so that we can get involved, you know. So people can more people listeners, we can have people kind of interact with us, and it makes podcasts more fun. Exactly. So,
1: well, the thing is, like you know, um, if you don't know, like the way YouTube used to work with like tags and everything, so you put in a tag of content of your video, and people will find it. That's no longer how it works now. Uh, the things which decide whether your video will be found is like the size of your account already, number of subscribers, the title and the thumbnail that you use so so weird so if you are like searching from like a so say if you're in say netherlands because we have some listeners in the, in the netherlands so say if you're there and you're searching for a video and you type in the exact title of it uh, and it's a brand new account um, it won't show up for you because YouTube, they want to, which is kind of fair enough, because they don't want it just being flooded with like nonsense or spam or whatever, the same video up again and again. Um, mm. But it does mean that they are heavily weighted towards ones which are already uh, big or are kind of being backed by somebody who's got like a lot of money or put something into it. Um, yeah. so, that's, so it's just a, it's a similar thing with podcasts as well. If you like put stuff in, you might see a lot of other things come up before us um so just uh, thank you for everybody who's found us already and does listen i massively mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah we love you all every single last one of you yeah um well that's it for me do you have anything else to add you
0: no that's it i'm looking forward to next week uh, as usual if you have some questions comments suggestions for pods anything like that uh, get in contact the email
1: address is press the action button pod at gmail.com you can find us yes you can find it in the description of uh, every podcast you can you can so uh thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week bye everybody bye